0: Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Black Hawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus.
1: The Old Testament reading for the 22nd Sunday after Trinity is from Micah, chapter six. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000s of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O oh man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. This is the word of our Lord. Be to God. If you can follow along the catechetical review with me on the inside of your bulletin, the third article, Sanctification. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel. Enlighten me with his gifts. Sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me, all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Do you have the epistle? Yes. Our epistle reading comes from 1 Thessalonians. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you, But to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand
0: as you are able. Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 25. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves." And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. I would ask the children to come down front and join me. So the vicar can actually get up again, because if I go down on the floor, it's not going to be good if I try to get up. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? Good. good. So we hear in this parable today, in, in, the, in the gospel reading that we have from Matthew, it talks about flames, and it's talking about oil and things like that. Can you guys just take your fingers and do this for a minute, and pretend that this is your flame? Okay? Now, God gave us... In your baptism, he gave you something. He gave you a gift, and it's called the gift of your faith. And this is that flame, then, that we have that burns because of that faith, okay? God gave, you, gave that gift to you in the waters of your baptism. Now, um, let me ask you guys a question. How, how can we keep this? What are ways that we can keep our flame of faith, that is, our faith that we trust in Jesus for all of his promises to us, where he promises to forgive you your sins, he promises to take you to be with him in heaven someday, and he promises that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Okay, He's never going to leave us. How can we okay, keep that flame? What's, what are some of the ways that we can keep our flame burning? Can you guys... Um, um, on fire. Yeah, on fire. Um, by, praying. by praying. That's a good one. What else? What's another thing we can do, Brooks? By, by Jesus died on the cross for us. That's right. Remembering that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. What's one of the ways that we can do that? Um, pray. Pray. We pray. What else can we do? What are we doing today? Talk to Jesus. We talk to Jesus. That's right. And we're here today... We sing to Jesus and we hear Jesus speaking to us today, right? Through his word. This is how he he increases our faith. He helps our flame to keep burning. Okay? That's another way. Can you guys think of some other ways that you can keep your flame burning? How about when you go to Sunday school? Are you learning about Jesus in there? Okay, and that that helps to keep your faith burning. It helps to keep your flame going. Yeah, you hear about Jesus there. Okay, so we come to church. We hear about all of the gifts that God has for us. We remember our baptisms. And then we remember that he died for us there on the cross, right? So we keep that flame going. Now, Jesus wants us to have this flame of faith, our, our flame burning brightly for when he returns. Did you know that he promised He promised that um, as, just as he ascended... In the clouds, like this picture you see here in my book today, He promised He's going to come back to us in the same way. He's going to come back for us someday. He promised that to us. And so He wants us to keep our flames burning brightly. I have a couple pictures I forgot to show you earlier. But here's a couple pictures of some lamps. This is what a lamp would have looked like in the time of Jesus. If you guys see that. Isn't that cool? Okay, and you put oil in there and you have a wick and you light it and it burns. Here's another one. That's that's a little more familiar to us, right? That's a lamp that we might see. Yeah. Yeah. So let's pray that Jesus would increase our faith and keep our lamps burning brightly until he returns, okay? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, increase our faith. Keep our lamps burning brightly until the day of your promised return. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. You can go back to your seats. We continue with the hymn of the day. last day of the church year, grace, mercy, and peace be yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, the question for today is, are you ready? Should Christ return today? Are you ready? Will you be ready to meet him? To be entering into eternal joy around the throne of God with all the saints, praising his name. Forevermore? Will you be on the side of the sheep in the other parable where Jesus talks about the sheep and the goats? Will you, will you hear these words spoken to you? Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Are you ready? Do you lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt? Are you ready to meet the Lord? While we live in trying times, dear saints, our prayer of come Lord Jesus becomes more frequent with each passing day. And this question that we should be asking ourselves then from this parable is, what does it mean to be ready for his return? Well, on this last day of the church year, our gospel text here today is in Matthew 25, Jesus tells us this parable of the ten virgins or the ten girls. They all await the bridegroom. And while they wait, they all fall asleep. We know from the parable that five were foolish and five were wise. The foolish didn't bring enough oil to keep their lamps burning. The wise had the oil for their lamps. They were prepared. When it was announced that the bridegroom was coming, they all roused from sleep, ready themselves to go into the great banquet hall with the groom. They trimmed their lamps. But the five foolish had to go into the market to buy oil. They walked away. They left. They didn't meet the bridegroom. And when they returned from the market expecting to go in, it was too late. They weren't allowed to enter into the great marriage feast. We know that in parables Jesus teaches us about himself, about his kingdom, his reign. In this parable we know that the bridegroom is Jesus. He gives us a glimpse of the last day, his promised return. The ten girls represent some who are ready for the last day and others who are not. What does it mean to be ready then for his return? Well, if we think that we need to do something and we in some way can make ourselves ready for his return, when he comes today, we're already behind. We can't get ready, we need to be ready. And what does this look like for us then? Well, in the previous chapters of Matthew, Jesus gave us plenty of signs and clues as to what it will look like in the last days. There are wars and rumors of wars. Kingdom rising against kingdom. We see violence everywhere. Hatred, strife, finger pointing. We live in a world that is increasingly more hostile to Christianity and is bent on a path of implosion and self-destruction. And then we think sometimes it can't get any worse. The family is being torn and shredded, picked apart. Children today get to choose what they want to call themselves by changing pronouns. Children have parents of the same sex even. Many continue to fall away from faith. Just this week alone, the United States Senate passed the Respect for Marriage Act which is really anything but respect for marriage in accordance with the word of God. This is all very anti-God, for it is the spirit of the Antichrist already at work in this world. These things are all designed at single-handedly destroying God's design of marriage and family. This is what evil is and what evil does. For the evil one, the devil is bent on nothing but destroying God's design and creation. He wants to destroy the church. He wants you to be discouraged that you will walk away from faith. All the promises of God for you. He doesn't want you to be ready for Christ's return. Now back to the parable, we notice that all the girls became drowsy and slept. Not just the ones with the oil, but all of them. Their master, after all, was delayed in his return. They all became complacent. They got tired and they slept. It's easy for you and me to become complacent in our faith. We are easily lured away by the world's world and all its enticements. The devil lulling you into, into this state of drowsiness. We take our eyes off of what matters most, Jesus Christ our Savior, and Him dying and rising again for you, and feeding and nourishing our souls here with His word and sacrament. But notice what happened when the cry went out that the bridegroom was appearing. What did the five virgins do who didn't have the oil? They walked away. They knew that the bridegroom had come, He would come and return for them, but they left. There's a word used in this text for sleeping, and from the Greek it has another meaning, and it also means to be dead. Now when you think about this in terms of Jesus' return, we can find ourselves then on one side or the other, either ready to meet him and be with him, or spiritually dead, because we have walked away from our faith and rejected him. In our epistle reading today to the church in Thessalonica, St. Paul offers words of comfort and hope for this congregation. They were concerned with times and seasons and things that they saw happening in their world. Paul reminded them of this, that the coming of the Lord would be sudden. For those who do do not know Christ, however, there will be sudden destruction, he says. But hear these words of comfort and hope. Not only for the church of that day, but for us, dear saints. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. You are his children, and you walk in his light. And so we are awake and sober. We are not ready, we are ready not of our own merits or works, but because of what Jesus has done. For he was born into this world to take our sins upon himself, to suffer and die on our behalf. If we are to live out our days in a world that continues to be hostile to the very things of God, then this is what we do to remain ready for his return. In the parable, oil is what it takes to nourish the faith. They needed fuel. And here are some things that can represent that fuel for us. Remaining in God's word, partaking of the sacrament, the real Jesus present for you here in this time place in this space his body and blood and this is what he promised to us that he would be with us always even to the end of the age pray without ceasing encourage one another in Christ here when we come together we gather as the church here we come to receive all these good gifts that God has prepared for us we are awake and we are sober we are ready for his return The flame of the lamp is our faith. This is not a faith in ourselves, but the faith that trusts in Almighty God. The faith faith that was gifted to you there in the waters of your baptism. That he will never leave you nor forsake you. Because this is what he says in his word. And his word will not return to him void. When doubts and fears come upon you because of things that That you see things that are being thrust at you, your trials, the testing of your faith, trust in God and all of his promises. And when you become drowsy, when you are complacent, when you are struggling with your sin, repent. God strengthens your faith. The flame of your faith continues to burn because you rest in the hands of the Almighty God. The prophet Isaiah says this in chapter 42, A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. When we think our strength is failing us, when our faith is weak, God promises he will not douse it. Trusting in his promises, he will not let us fall away. His Holy Spirit continues to call, gather, enlighten, and sanctify the whole Christian church on earth. And we'll keep it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith, as we're reminded of in the third article of the Creed. So we abide in Jesus. We rest in Him. He gives us His peace. We continue to receive all the good gifts He has for us. If we are to live out our days in a world that continues to be hostile to the very things of God, This is what it means then for you and me to be ready for his return. Dear saints of God, abiding in his word and promises for you, that he connected you to his cross, the waters of your baptism, and that he will be with you until the last day on earth. You have the certainty that you will be with him then in eternal glory. Your lamp is trimmed and you have oil your flame of faith burns. And on that great and glorious last day, when the cry goes out that the bridegroom has come, you will go to be with him into the great feast. And on this, the last day of the church year, our prayer continues to be, come Lord Jesus, come quickly. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.